You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. I hope that you are expectant for the year 2017. This is, I believe, going to be an amazing year for us. Amen. Why is it going to be an amazing year? Because this is the year of the Lord. It's not the year of the rooster, okay? It's the year of the Lord's favor. Amen. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, you are highly favored. Sabi mo sa kabila, you are God's favorite. Sabi mo sa kanya, you are God's favorite. That is what being favored of God is. We are all God's favorite. And so we're looking into uh, the book of Psalm in the next five weeks. We are in the middle of the series, third week. First week, we uh, talked about the glory of God. That's January 1st. Uh, last week, we talked about the goodness of God. How many of you agree with that? God is always good. Amen. God is good. Everybody say, God is good. God is good. God, uh, everybody say, all the time. All the time. And all the time. Okay. God is good always. God is good no matter what. God is good no matter what your uh, circumstance is telling you. The essence of who God is doesn't change. Amen. He is good inside out. He is good in His essence. All good things come from Him. He shows His goodness to us. He saves us. Not because you and I are good, but because He is ultimately good. Amen. And so today we're going to be looking at God's generosity. God's generosity. God is a generous God. Amen. There's no one who is more generous than Him. You can never outgive God. You know, and don't base your generosity or God's generosity on the, you know, prayer request that you have. Oh, last year, half lang ang answer sa prayer ko. How can God be generous? It doesn't change the fact that God's nature is generous. And so we're going to be looking at uh, this particular psalm, Psalm chapter 65, and uh, unpack it and see from that scripture how God has been generous to us all along. I believe that all of us really are you know, expecting great things for, uh, from God this year. And so if you have your Bibles, I'd like to uh, encourage you to open up to the book of Psalm chapter 65. We'll read the entire chapter of Psalm 65, 13 verses. Who wrote this chapter? David. David. Okay, it says there in the first part, topmost part. Let's read from verse 1. Praise is due to you, O God, in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you shall all flesh come. When iniquities prevail against me, you atone for all our for our transgressions. Blessed is the one you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. By awesome deeds, you answer us with righteousness. O God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, the one who by his strength established the mountains, being girded with might, who stills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult of the peoples, so that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe, at your signs, you make the going out of the morning and the evening to shout for joy. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly. 
settling its ridges, softening it with showers, and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty, your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of the wilderness overflow, the hills gird themselves with joy. The, the meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we are thankful for your word because your word sustains us. Your word gives us life and your word uh, changes us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that as we study the preaching of your word, may you anoint uh, everything that will come out of this pulpit. Lord, as a people, we open up our hearts to receive from what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us today. And I thank you, Lord God. Indeed, may you give us a, uh, a revelation, Lord God, of how it is that you are generous to us. And you've been generous to us in the past. You'll always be generous to us. Thank you, Lord God. May your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. How many of you are excited for the Word this afternoon? Okay, hope you are. Uh, you know, as we are just uh, looking at this particular chapter, Psalm chapter 65, as uh, it says there on top, it was King David who wrote this psalm. And many times uh, we look at psalms and we use it for our devotion in the morning. You know, it's, it's a nice way to spend time with the Lord. You read the book of Psalm. Uh, it's, uh, it's a writing of songs. Okay, You sing uh, unto the Lord, a joyful song. And uh, there are different authors as well who wrote this psalm. Aside from David, there's Moses, there's Asaph, and the others. But this particular psalm, Psalm chapter 65, the theme of this so, uh, psalm is actually thanksgiving. It's a celebration. It's actually a community song that wants to thank God for His bountiful harvest. And ultimately, as you have read, as you have read in the in the verses of this psalm, that each line is talking about how God is sustaining His creation. That the heavens, the earth, the mountains, the seas, you know, it is created by God. At the same time, He continues to provide for all the, the people that He loves. And so, you know, contrary to the practice of the ancient people back in the day, because the people of God would acknowledge it is God who provides. Amen. How many of you know that ultimately it's God, it's God who provides for us? Amen. Everything good comes from Him. We know that, right? But the ancient folks, those who were pagans, they believed that there are other gods who actually provide for them in the harvest. Those who worship Baal, you know, one particular king in Israel by the name of Ahab, uh, and he is married to Jezebel, they worship the god of Baal. And Baal is known to be the god of fertility. He's known to be the god of rain. He's known to be the god of thunderstorm. Okay? Another god that they worship is the god of Molech. Everybody say Molech. Okay? And Molech is actually a god of fire. And, uh, you know, in order for you to be able to approach this God, you have to sacrifice one of your children to this kind of God. How many of you know that that is such a cruel God? Even if that is the child that you don't like, you don't want to sacrifice him, right? Or next year, ikaw naman. Can you imagine? What if ubus na yung mga anak mo? Or wifey, ikaw naman next year. Eh, wala na rin. Or yung mother-in-law mo naman. Can you imagine? You know, this God demands that we sacrifice, that they sacrifice to Him in order for their prayers to be heard. 
in essence, what's happening is the harvest is not really dependent on the power of their God. It's really dependent on their sacrifice to Him. It's almost like saying, if I don't put anything there, the harvest will not come. How many of you know we serve a different God? Amen. Even before we ask, God already provided for us. That's how good our God is. He's generous. When He created Adam and Eve, He created everything first before He created man. That's why when Adam and Eve woke up in the garden, the first thing that they saw is not the hand of God creating things, but the face of God wanting to have fellowship with them. Everything that they have needed, food, provision, you know, the garden, it's a perfect situation, a perfect environment. God has already given it to them. And I believe that in the same way God provided for Adam and Eve, our God continues to provide for us on a daily basis. Amen. We need to look to Him for our strength. Amen. Can we give the Lord praise? He's an amazing God. He's a generous God. You know, He does not give based on your goodness. Do you know that? You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not part. I'm telling you why. Okay? He sees you when you're sleeping. Can you imagine? You know, it's about, is it about us being good or bad? He knows if you are good or bad. So be good for goodness sake. You know, it's, it's not, God is not someone who checks, okay, this guy is good. Bigyan ng jacket yan. It's, you know, it's, he's not like that. And many times we are, you know, we, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve the grace of God. I'm just amazed that even when we fail and when we sin before God, God still gives us something to eat. Why is that? Because we're children of God. He cares for us. You know, I kind of look at my children and every time they open the ref, you know, as if parang may bukas pa naman, anak eh, but bukas ka ng bukas ng ref. You know, you know, it's, you know, they open the ref as if like, I don't know how many times per hour, and when they open it, whatever food they find, they eat. And we tell them, ask first, because that might be a gift of your mom to somebody else. It doesn't matter, Dad. <laughs> this ref is ours. Everything in it is ours. And for them, in their mindset, whether they failed that uh, day, whether they got the rod, whether they got disciplined, whether they have disobeyed mom and dad, guess what? Every day, they will still open the ref. <laughs> Do you see the point? And eat what's in there. And as a father, I desire to provide for them no matter what their attitude is. Maski na away sila ng away, okay lang. Gusto ko, happy ka. And I believe God is even better than us. His generosity is not based on whether you've done good or bad. His generosity is not based. In fact, He lets the sun go up and lets the rain go down on both the righteous and the wicked. This is called common grace. His goodness. Have you ever wondered why you know you have a friend or maybe a, a neighbor who's not a Christian, but he's blessed? Why is that? Grace ni Lord yan. Eh Lord, hindi ka pinagsisilbihan ito. May araw din yan. At may araw ka din. But still, it's the grace of God, right? That's why the psalmist said last week, we talked about, until I enter the sanctuary of God, and I realize their end is destruction. 
But we are thankful because it is better to be here in the presence of God one day than a thousand elsewhere. We look at God's hand, look at His ways, we look at His essence, His heart is generous for us. And so, let's dissect this psalm. Psalm chapter 65. And how do we look at this? And how does God reveal Himself to us as a generous God? Number one, God is our Savior. We find this Really, in this particular psalm, we find that He is our Savior, yes. You know, it says, in verse uh, 2, it says, You who hear prayer, to you shall all flesh come. And how many of you appreciate that God hears our cries? God hears our prayers, right? You know, every prayer that you utter to Him, God hears. But we all have different answers. It's either a yes, a no, and a wait. But He hears our prayers, right? He's not saying that I'm going to answer everything as a yes, but He hears our prayers. And that's why we all depend on Him. We look to Him as our source. Ultimately, He is the one who provides for us. The third verse says, When iniquities prevail against me. Iniquities meaning transgressions or sin. Now, how many of you? How many of you love God? Please raise your hand. Okay. Now, how many of you are born again. You are, you know that you're going to heaven someday. Please raise your hand. Yeah, okay. Now, how many of you have sinned after you got born again? Please raise your hand. How dare you? No, 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 okay. <laughs> I myself, I'm raising up my hand. And the psalmist, David, is saying, my, when iniquities prevail against me, when my sin is over me, when my sin is kind of like a tsunami over me. It is God who atones for our transgressions. Many times we say, God, I'm so bad. How can I think of this thing against my brother? I wish him bad. You know, na promote siya sana. Ako na lang yung promotion mo. You know? You know, you're not happy if somebody gets a blessing and you'd say, you don't deserve that. I deserve that. You know, how bad am I, Lord? Or sometimes you can't forgive. Or many times we just sin before the Lord. Wrong motives. Every single day we struggle with this. And yet the psalmist is saying, ultimately he acknowledges, I can't save myself. And he turns to God, you atone for our transgressions. Ultimately you pay for the penalty of my sins. You know, back in the day when they were in the Old Testament system of, uh, of uh, the temple, what they would do is in order for you to get forgiveness, you've got to sacrifice something before the Lord. Like, uh, you know, a lamb or, not your children, okay? Uh, a lamb or a bull or a dove. And somehow that particular sacrifice is a picture that blood has to be shed in order for there to be forgiveness of sins. The Bible says in Hebrews, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. How many of you are glad that we don't practice the sacrificial system anymore? Can you imagine if today we still practice that? You would find your seatmate carrying a bull to be sacrificed. You know exactly, ang laki ng kasalanan nito. Si Pastor Rain, hindi lang bull, tama raw, talagang nagrabe, you know. Kam, you know, iba, kambing, you know, some are lambs, you know. We get to compare, ah, kasalanan mo, laki, you know. But nowadays, you know what? We don't need that anymore because once and for all, Jesus Christ 
was the perfect sacrifice 2,000 years ago. Amen. He went to the cross to atone for our sins. Praise God. He provided the atonement sacrifice. You know, to atone means to cover, to reconcile. Atonement, if you can actually read, the, everybody say atonement. It's pronounced as atonement, but I want to pronounce it as at-one-ment. Because with atonement, you become one with God and you become reconciled to Him. Because of our sins and our iniquities, we were, you know, there's a barrier between us and God because of what Jesus Christ did for us. He covered our sins and He bridged us back to the presence of God. What an amazing God. Amen. He is so generous in His love. Come on now. In His mercy. And His compassion for us. You know, many times you get tired of people just offending us. You know, as a parent, I look at my two younger daughters. And, you know, a day will not pass by. Or in they will come to me and say, Dad, Anna did this or Andrea did this. Give her the rod. You know, they are the ones now recommending the rod. Okay? <laughs> for me to, you know, to, to discipline them. Because they've, they've either been offended by the other one. Peter went to the Lord one time and he asked a question, Lord, how many times should I forgive? Seven times. It's as if, you know, he's counting the offense. You six ka na, isa ka na lang. Okay, parang, you know, can you imagine? But yet the Lord saw his heart and said, not seven times, but 70 times seven. It's not even seven, oh, 490 times, but as many times as it would take. You learn to forgive. He's showing us the pattern of who He is. His very nature of a God who's rich in love, rich in mercy, rich in compassion. And what He's saying to us is, you know, no matter how many times you fail, I will love you anyway. We serve a generous God. Amen. And we can't abuse His grace, by the way. And you cannot have this attitude of, anyway, God will forgive me, so might as well live a life of sin. Guess what? If you live that way, Obviously, you don't understand the grace of God. Because the grace of God is the one that sustains us. The grace of God is the one that teaches us to say no to sin. The grace of God is the one that changes us from the inside out. In other words, if you are one who received the grace of God, you are a different man. The old is gone and the new has come. Amen. Amen. And people can't recognize you anymore because, wow, you're different, man. You know, uh, like... Uh, last uh, Christmas, some of my college classmates were uh, giving some uh, messages on the messenger thread, and they're calling for like a 30th uh, reunion of my college. You know, that's how old I am, okay? <laughs> 30 years reunion from college, can you imagine? And so, I'm pretty sure that many of them will be shocked when, when, they, when they see me now as a pastor, because I was not like this when I was an 18-year-old student. But in other words, my point is that, that we are changed by God, not because of ourselves, but because of His grace. From glory to glory to glory. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, you are changed. Now, if that's your husband or wife, you tell him, you need to change. <laughs> Let's move on. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us. 
You know, when He gives something to us, it's not sparing. It's not kuripot. It's not maliet. It's, not, it's always upsized. You know how it is, right? When you want to go to a restaurant and you're paying you know, a good meal, you're expecting a nice serving. You know, if you look at a menu, for example, and you see, wow, this steak costs about 900 pesos. Can you imagine? You're imagining that steak to be a big steak, 900 bucks, or maybe 1,200. That should be a big steak. But what if the steak that comes is kind of like one tablespoon size steak? You're going to be mad. But our God is not like that. Amen. Our God, when He gives us something, He always upsizes. He's a God of upsize. His compassion, His love, His mercy, His grace. The Bible says, He lavishes it. He lavished on us. His grace. You need some more extra serving, extra rice, extra serving. Pastor Sani, I think for his New Year's, uh, not resolution, but faith goal, he said, I'm just going to eat one rice. One rice cooker. Okay? Anyway, so... <laughs> just kidding, Pastor Sani. <laughs> extra. Upsize, upgrade, extravagant, overflow, generous. That's who our God is. Every time we wake up in the morning, it's all by the grace of God. But yet we know that His grace, His compassion is new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. Amen. Come on now. That's our God. How can we complain? In Romans chapter 8, verse 32, He gave us salvation. He said, He who did not spare His own Son and gave Him up for us all, how will He not also graciously give us all things? If God Himself did not withhold His Son Jesus to die on the cross for our iniquities, how much more your prayer requests? How much more your faith goal of having, you know, a, a better family or great relationships or maybe promotion in your, in your, in your job or maybe uh, open doors in your business or maybe a breakthrough in your finances or maybe healing for your sickness. How many of you know that? If God provided His Son Jesus on that cross, I believe He will also graciously give us all things. He is a generous God. Second point is, God is our sustainer. Everybody say, God is our sustainer. He sustains us. He's the one who holds all things. He's the one who makes sure that, you know, we're taken care of. He did not just create things and then leave us behind and say, you know, I'll see you in heaven, okay? No, He created things and He's here with us. I like the verse, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. In Him, in Jesus Christ, all things hold together. Amen. We don't know what 2017 holds for us, but we know who holds 2017. Amen. Come on now. God Himself is holding this year for us. He's holding us. He's holding us with His with His grace, with His love. Let's move on. Uh, in verse 6, it says, The one who by His strength established the mountains, being girded with His might. Verse 7, Who stills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of the waves, the tumult of the people. It is important for us to see the, the hand of God in all of His creation. That somehow, when He created us, you know, Things happen because of man's sin, but yet at the same time, he continues to hold everything. 
by the power of His Word. Aren't you amazed that the stars in the sky are not hitting one another? He sustains that because of His grace and because of the power of His spoken Word. That's who our God is. The raging of the seas. And maybe, maybe some of you feel like, you know, my situation, Pastor, is I feel like I'm in a storm. I'm in a squall. I'm in the middle of the ocean and, you know, waves are hitting my boat. That's my situation right now in my family, in my marriage, in my finances. Maybe you have a sickness and the waves have been hitting you since last year or maybe the year before that. You know, is, is God really able to stop the waves from hitting me? I was reminded of the story of Jesus in Mark chapter 4 when the disciples, you know, got scared because of a storm that hit the boat. And Jesus was relaxed in the back. They had to wake up Jesus and say, don't you care for us? We're going to drown. And Jesus stood up and simply said these three words. Quiet! Be still. I think he was saying that to the disciples first. Natutulog ako, ikinising mo ako. But at the same time, he spoke to the waves and the wind. And the Bible says, everything became still because of his spoken word. Amen. You know, every time God creates something, he just merely speaks. And every time God speaks, things happen. Things happen. That's why the Word of God is so important to us. Genesis 1-3, He spoke and everything came into existence. He said, let there be light. And there was light. He did not have to touch anything. He didn't use His hands. But He spoke. He spoke and when He spoke, there it was. And I believe that after He created that, He continues to speak everything, to hold everything in its place. Verse 8, So that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in what? Oh, I would say awe. Okay. They are in awe at your signs. You make the going out of the morning and the evening to shout for joy. What this is simply saying is the consistency of God on a daily basis. Have you ever thanked the Lord for sunset or sunrise? You know, many times we just take for granted that the sun goes down and the sun will rise again tomorrow. But you know what? That is even a proof or a demonstration of God's love for us. You know, many times the only time that we uh, notice uh, the sunset is when we are out there in the beach and then we get our camera, and then we do time-lapse. How many of you have done that? Okay? You do time-lapse, not to appreciate God's creation, but just to post on Instagram or whatever. Okay? Ganda nitong sunset! You know? But I encourage you, the next time you see the sunset, thank the Lord for that. Because you know that even in the night, it'll only take a few hours for the day to come out, and the sun to rise again over us. Amen. You may be walking in the darkest hour of your life. Don't despair. The sun is coming again tomorrow. Amen. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. You know, Genesis 8.22 talks about, well, the earth remains. As long as the earth is here. Seed time and harvest. Cold and heat. Summer and winter. Day and night, they will never cease. It'll always be here. Day after day, season after season, because it's always a proof of the grace and the generosity and the faithfulness of God over His creation. Amen.
even Nehemiah was reminding the, the Israelites when they were being brought back to Jerusalem after they rebuilt the wall, he said to them, you know, for 40 years, uh, basically he was praying to God, for 40 years he sustained them in the wilderness. And they lacked what? They lacked nothing. For 40 years, God sustained His people in the wilderness. And why were they in the wilderness? Because of rebellion, because of complaining. How many of you complain a lot, okay? If we complain a lot, get ready for your wilderness, okay? The people of God, for 40 years, they were roaming around the wilderness. What could have taken 11 days from Mount Horeb to Kadesh Barnea took them 40 years because of complaining and because of their rebellion. But yet, in the middle of their rebellion, God provided for them. What an amazing God. He is so generous that they did not lack nothing. Their clothes did not wear out. They were, they were wearing the same shirts from the time they left. They wore the same sandals. They were wearing the same Havayanas. Can you imagine? They were wearing the Haruta, you know, back in the 80s. It's still brand new. Have you ever had a shoe like that? As if, wow, did you just buy it yesterday? No, this is a 30-year-old shoe. Wow, that's awesome, man. You know, in the desert, it was kind of like that. Whatever they were wearing from the time they left Egypt, everything that they were on or on their back, it's still intact. Because God sustained them. What a picture. Their feet did not even swell. They don't need a foot spa. It did not swell. They were walking around for 40 years. Even in the book of Deuteronomy, when, when Moses was about to lead the people, of course, he was disqualified. He just reached Mount Nebo. But he reminded them in Deuteronomy 8.3, He humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with what? With manna. People are wondering, what is this bread or this flakes? What is this? That's why they call it manna. It's a manna. It's a, it's a, I don't know, maybe it's cornflakes from heaven, okay? It's kind of like that. It's Fruit Loops, okay? Coco Crunch or whatever, okay? So it came from heaven. And it's freshly baked every single day. I believe God is just telling His angels, okay, bake bread today, deliver it to the people in the wilderness. Every day when they wake up, wow, there's manna. Manna in the morning. And some would actually be rebellious and say, God, because God instructed them, just get enough for the day. Tomorrow you're going to have a fresh delivery of manna. Some would take two days worth of manna and they realize it's going to stink. But yet He said, for which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that He might make you know that man does not live on bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of God. God gave manna for them in the wilderness. In fact, if you read Joshua chapter 5, the only time that manna stopped is when they started eating the fruit of their promised land. Can you imagine? God did not. Hindi ni Lord. Even in the most rebellious attitude of the Israelites, God continued to provide for them. Amen. Come on, that's how good our God is. Manna in the desert, in the middle of the rebellion, fruit in the promised land, according to the word of God. Until they got tired of manna, they started saying, God, we're tired of this bread. So God sent them quail. Ah, you want meat? Okay, here's meat. Every single day you have quail. Until it, you know, literally it was going out of their nose and their ears already. 
So they were creative in, you know, in their cooking of the quail. Meron tokneneng, may kwekwe, you know, they were, you know, dragon balls or whatever, okay, adobo, you know, whatever it is, you know, wow! It all started in the wilderness. But yet God sustained them through. We serve a good God, amen. That's why we need to understand that your job right now is not because of your intellect or your opportunity or maybe where you came from, which college you, you graduated, or maybe the connections you have, or maybe the name that you have. Okay, you know, I came from this prominent family. That's why, you know, I'm not right. No! He's warning us. Beware. Tell the person beside you, beware. beware. Lest you see in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this well. Beware. Don't ever claim that, okay, it's because of my connection, it's because of my street smartness. Really, you know, I was the one who thought about this. Hello, you know. Let's not be proud. But that he said, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives us the power to get wealth. Amen. Ultimately, everything comes from him, and it confirms his covenant that he swore. Come on now, give him praise. His covenant that he has given to us our fathers, as it is this day. God is a covenant-keeping God. Amen. And lastly, as I end, God is our supplier. He's our Savior. He's our sustainer. He's the one who provides. He's our supplier. He's the source of all things. In verse 9, He said, You visit the earth and you water it. You visit is actually an idiom of the Lord's presence in this place. As I said earlier, he did not just create earth and then left earth. He created and he stayed. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's known as Jehovah Shama, the Lord who's with you. Lagi mushang kashama. That's who he is. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you. And he says, you water it, you greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain for so you have prepared it. Do you see, understand what the text is saying? It's not because of our human hands. It's always because of God. Everything that we have, it's all because of God. Your work is because of God. Your occupation, your business is because of God. Your family is because of God. Your ability to think and comprehend is because of God. And you may be a gifted speaker. You know, that very mouth of yours was created by God Himself. You may be a skillful worker with your hands. The very hand, the fingers that you have, has been ordained by God to fix and create things. It all came from Him. Verse 10, You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers, and blessing its growth. You crown the year of the rabbit. No! You crown the year with your bounty. Amen. Your wagon tracks overflow with, with abundance. You know, this is not the year of the rooster or the rabbit or the monkey. I don't know what year it is, okay? But, you know, some people actually turn to astrology or horoscope or feng shui. <laughs> feng shui. You know, can you imagine if we're going to trust 
the positioning of your door and say there was going to be more blessing because it's facing the north or facing the... I don't know how it works, okay? As long as it's there and you invest, what? 200, 1 million to renovate your house, blessings will come. Wow! Really? Or many of us, you know, many of us, you know, some of us would actually trust the, the hip-hop, you know, the hip-hop cat, you know. You, you, you go into a store and then you see this thing. And you may be practicing that and you may say, Pastor, wala namang maulay. Actually, there is. Or what about the frog with, you know, a lot of coins and, you know, with, uh, with its tongue up? You know, it's, it's, it's scary. Really? Would you say that your business would prosper if you put that there? Would we rather trust in created things than the Creator Himself who created these things? Amen. Come on now. God, if God can create something out of nothing, He will definitely create an open door for your business. Amen. Come on now. We don't have to put our trust in any of it. It's really all about lordship. Where do you put your trust essentially? Do you put your trust in the Lord who creates? Or in this thing that they say, you know, swerty and swerty? Is it really, you know, we don't believe in swerty, right? Why? Kasi malas yun eh. No, 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 just kidding. <laughs> Ultimately, we just put our faith in one being. And He is the most generous, most abundant God that we serve. Amen. The pastors of the wilderness overflow. Can you imagine this text saying, Your wilderness will become a pasture land that eventually overflow? That's who our God is. He converts your wilderness into a pasture land that overflows. The hills gird themselves with joy. And so on and so forth. You know, as I was, you know, uh, having my devotion the other day, God just showed me this scripture afresh. In Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 to 13, it's a story about Isaac when he was facing famine in the land. And you know, if you are facing famine, of course, famine means no food. But yet we see that Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. He sowed. Everybody say, He sowed. And he reaped. Why did he reap? Is it, all, is it all about his seed? Is it because he was a good gardener? Is it because of the soil? No, it, it's because the Lord blessed him. Amen. Our harvest is dependent on the Lord. Amen. But yet I believe he probably would not have a harvest had he not sown first. Because God also, as he has been generous to us, wants us to be generous as well. We have been made in the image and likeness of God. It's interesting that when a baby is born, you see the fist, it's closed. When a man dies and you look at the coffin, his hands are open already. Normally, it takes a lifetime of lessons for us to know, to open up our hands and think, like God thinks, and move like God moves, and act like God acts, and be generous to others. Isaac sowed in that land. He reaped a hundredfold in the same year. Because what? God blessed him. But wait, there's more. It didn't end there. The next verse is even amazing. 
he reaped what he's sown that year. And then what happened? The man became rich. How many of you want to be rich this year? Lord, kunin mo na picture yung mga nag-raise ng kamay. Come on, ha? Woo! He became rich. He sowed. He harvested. He became rich. Did it end there? No. And he gained more and more. He became rich. He had more and more. Did it end there? No. Until he became very wealthy. That's the God that we serve. Amen. Come on now. The seed that you sow will always have a lasting effect and a lasting impact. He planted. He sowed. He reaped a harvest. He became rich. He had more and more until he became very wealthy. Not because of himself, but because the Lord blessed him. The Lord blessed him. Amen. Declare right now to your neighbor, the Lord bless you. Come on, declare right now to your city. The Lord, may the Lord bless you this year. May the Lord bless you this year. Come on now. God's generosity is beyond measure. His generosity cannot be fathomed. His generosity cannot be measured. It's boundless. It, it's limitless. We can never outgive God. Yet interestingly, the greatest act and demonstration of God's generosity is seen on that cross. In John chapter 3, verse 16, it's a very familiar scripture. For God so loved the world that He gave. God loves. That's why He gives. When He gives, He gives His very best. His only begotten Son. His only Son. He did not go around the angels of heaven who is the least of the angel. Yung pinakamatanda, yung pinakamalapit na mamatay, ikaw ang mamatay para sa mga tao. Can you imagine? He did not choose the, the weakest of the angels to be a sacrificial lamb for man. But He chose His only Son and gave Himself for us so that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. First John chapter 5, verse 11. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life. This life is only found in Jesus. Amen. Come on. Can we, can we give the Lord praise? The next time you look at the cross, I hope that we will never look at it from the same perspective as if it's just ordinary, an ordinary thing. Because that is the greatest demonstration of God's generosity for mankind. Jesus Christ dying on that cross for a people who hated Him, a people who was not looking for Him, but yet He was desiring that we can all come to Him so that we can, we can be adopted as His sons and His daughters. Amen. Can we just bow our heads right now as you come to a close? Father God, thank You for a revelation of Your generosity. Encourage Your people even right now. Lord, those of us who have been discouraged in the past, and many times we have prejudged or we had a stereotype of who God is in our life. But Lord, how can we judge you for the unanswered prayers that we have yet you have always remained the same you have been generous in the past you will always be generous today and you will forever be generous in the future god 
Thank you, Lord. May your name be glorified continually in our lives.